this morning, the title of the topic is Beyond the Exchange. Beyond the Exchange. We thank God for God's agenda. We thank God for Easter. I'm going to take us through seven steps that we're going to go through today. God's agenda in Genesis 1, 26 to 28 was that he should create man in his own image. So that's step one. Genesis 1, 28. I'm just going to read. It says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every creature that moves on the ground. So God's initial agenda was to create man and do what? Give us dominion. That's God's initial agenda. And God created us to be kings, to have dominion, to be custodians of this earth. And Genesis 2, chapter 7, the Bible says God gave us power when he breathed into man because man was just dust. However, step two, the fall of man. Please follow me as I go. Sin came into the world, as we all know, and Adam and Eve, they lost the dominion that God gave unto them. Hence, in Genesis 3, 23, the Bible says they were banished out of the kingdom, or banished out of Eden. Hence, the Holy Spirit that God sent into the world to be the governor, the controller of this world, had to leave. Why? Because sin crept into the heart of man. Step three. Now, one of the things Rhoda said earlier, and I was like, God, thank God. <laughs> thank God for your word. There was a conversation that went on, even though this happened before the creation happened. And Isaiah 6 verse 8, it says, who will go for us? Because God loved us so much, he didn't want us to be forgotten forever even though his original intention was that man should have dominion but then we lost it because of sin so he said who will go for us who will buy us back who will take us back to where God wanted us to be originally so remember God's initial agenda was for us to have dominion however the second step was the fall of man and then the third step was who will go for us? The next level, or the next phase, I'll call it, I call it the pre-exchange. Because at this part, at this scenario, I'm just trying to build a scenario, is the fact that the, the earth now belonged to the devil and man was now subjected to the enemy. But thank God Christ was born. Hallelujah. In Luke 2, chapter 11, the Bible says a Messiah was born. So Jesus Christ was born. It didn't stop there. And thank God, it didn't just stop there. That Oh, as the prophet told in Isaiah, that, oh, unto us a king is born. Unto us a king is given. If he was just born like a man, it would just be another prophet like Muhammad or Buddha. That will just be it. It will just be written in the books. 
Now, a prophet was born. Yes, he was born in Nazareth, but he didn't stop there beyond the exchange. The next step, step five, and this is where the exchange happened. Jesus was crucified. Hallelujah. The exchange happened in which we belonged to the enemy. We, were, we belonged to the devil. But God brought us back by Jesus being crucified. Even though because of our sins, we're meant to be crucified. But Jesus Christ was substituted for us. The exchange happened at Calvary. And thank God that it didn't stop there. Because the story will be, as Shala said, Pope will have popped us. <laughs> Pastor Fumi will have frozen us. And um, the Afalayas will have defrauded us. <laughs> that will have been the message that, oh yeah, okay. Jesus Christ was born. Yes, he was crucified. But something happened at the exchange. Matthew 27, verse 52, 52, 52. It starts to get interesting here. Matthew 27, verse 50 to 52. I don't know if it's okay. It's on the scripture. It said, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rock was split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. At the exchange, something significant happened. Remember I said initially that man lost his dominion. Man fell in the garden. So there was a barrier between us and God. But thank God for restoration. That at crucifixion, the veil that was in the temple that stood in between us and God was turned. That's just one level. And then it didn't stop there. During the exchange, step six. Colossians chapter one. No, sorry, Colossians two, 12 to 15. I will paraphrase this. At the exchange, <laughs> hallelujah. One of the things that happened was the fact that Jesus Christ blotted out our sins. For three days, he was in the grave. He fought. <laughs> but thank God, he came out victorious. Hallelujah. What would have happened if Jesus Christ died and didn't rise up? Or he went to the grave and never came back. But thank God that he came back. In victory. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I feel so excited that the Christianity that we have, our hope in God is not in vain. That we can stand and talk about the fact that not only did he die, but he rose again beyond the exchange. Hallelujah. I said at the exchange, there was forgiveness of sins. Even though the enemy had a rightful hold over our lives. For the reason that Jesus Christ went into the grave. He disarmed the armies. 
<laughs> the Bible says he took captivity captive. He says every ordinance that was written against us was blotted out. Last Friday at communion, pastor was telling us, it does not matter what the generational cost might be. It does not matter what we may have done in the past. It does not matter what the enemy might have been accusing you and I of. Because of the resurrection. And because of the fact that Jesus Christ died and rose up from the grave. He said those things have been blotted out and nailed to the cross. And so you and I, we have victory today. Beyond the exchange. Step seven. The reason for Easter is not just that because he died. We thank God for the blood of Jesus. But the reason for the resurrection is the fact that God is buying us back. Not only is he buying us back, but he's establishing us so that we can have dominion. So that we can have dominion in him. Matthew 28. Please do follow me. From verse 1. It says, now after the Sabbath... At dawn, at the first day of the week, began to drown. That's today on Sunday. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like a dead man. What am I trying to say here? Is that after Jesus Christ was crucified, after the exchange, the power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, that power has been made available to you and I. Going forward, Beyond the exchange. One of the things that I believe that the Lord will want us to do. Is to live every day of our life. Like Easter Sunday. We should not wait once in a year. To say. Oh. We're going to wait till Easter before you celebrate. You know why? Because on a daily basis. Be reminded. That Jesus Christ did not just die. But he is risen. For you and I. Hence, we have dominion. Hence, we have liberty. Hence, the spirit of God rests in us. That song, I love it so much. That hymn that says, up from the grave, he arose. It says, he arose as a victor from the domain. He lives forever for us to reign. The reason for Easter is for you and I to reign here on earth. Thank God for our confession every Sunday to say, I will, I will rule and I will not be, no, I will rule, I will not be ruled. I will dominate, I will not be dominated. My question to you and I is that what is dominating you? What is dominating you? What is causing fear in your life? That scripture says, for this purpose, for the son of man has been made manifest that he might destroy the work of the enemy. The reason for Easter is for you and I 
to dominate and not be dominated. The reason for Easter is for you and I to rule and not to be ruled. Can I get an amen in the house? The purpose of resurrection is that for Christ to dwell in us richly. 1 Corinthians 6.14 talks about this power. After this morning, as believers, as Christians, I want us to begin to walk in the dominion that every day you wake up, you say, today is my Easter. Every morning that you wake up from today, henceforth, we meet our Savior. Wake up in the morning and know that there is a power that was released to you when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Every time you wake up, remember that Jesus Christ just didn't die on the cross, but he rose up. And because he rose up from the grave, that same power lies within you. So when you sleep and wake up in the morning, say praise the Lord. Because the power that rose up, Jesus, lies in me. Hence today, I have dominion. Going forward, every day you step out of your house. Walk as a man or woman who carries God and who has dominion in their spirit. It's not just in April that we celebrate Easter. Easter should be celebrated every single day. That is the reason why Christ died. That is the reason why Christ died. For the Holy Spirit to be released onto you and I. The second reason is that we live a holy life. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 said we've been bought as a price. Hence, your body is a living sacrifice. Hence, your body is a living temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, sin should not reside in our mortal bodies. When you have this understanding, you will treat your body better. When you have this understanding, you will walk away from sin. When you have this understanding, you will not trade your Christianity for things that does not match the blood of Jesus. Why? Because of the resurrection. The third reason is to prove victory over sin. The power of the resurrected Christ has given us victory over the enemy. As pastor said on Friday, fine, as a Christian, sometimes we go into sin, but we are not sinners. The truth about the issue is that even though you might sin, but know to yourself that fine, the Bible says even after four, six times, I will seven times, I will rise again. Know that that same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead has given you victory over sin. Hence, you cannot live your life like a perpetual sinner. It's time to live holy. The resurrection power is the one that God released to us at Calvary and at his resurrection. The resurrection power of the Lord is a life that takes us beyond despair. The exchange that we're talking about is the fact that every time you look at yourself and you say, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I don't know what you might be fearing at this stage in your life. But I want you to know and have a sure assurance in Christ. 
that you're no longer a slave to fear. You're no longer a slave to sickness. You're no longer a slave to oppression. Why? Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Second Corinthians 1.10 says, we are confident in this. Every day you wake up, develop your confidence, your immunity in God and say, I have the power of the resurrected Christ in me. He will rescue me. There's so much power in confession, brethren. And on a daily basis, let's remember that there is so much that was given to us at Calvary. For the Lamb of God was sacrificed for you and I. Please, let this not be in vain. I pray that it will not be in vain over our lives in the name of Jesus. I said a life that is beyond sickness. A life of comfort. The final act of redemption is to deliver the Holy Spirit to us. Remember when I was going through the seven stages, the Holy Spirit was the one that was the executor that was hoovering all over the earth before we lost it and before we went into sin. But when Jesus Christ came back, he breathed into the disciples and he said unto them, he said, wait and tarry for me in Jerusalem until the spirit of God, until the Holy Spirit will come upon you. What am I trying to say here? At Calvary, the resurrection didn't complete just at Calvary because Jesus Christ died at Calvary. But after Calvary, he resurrected. And after the resurrection, the third thing that happened was the fact that the Holy Spirit was released unto us. Therefore, our redemption is not complete without the release of the Holy Spirit. And hence, you and I, we have that power in us this day. We have that power in us during this season. And if there's one thing that this Easter message is going to deliver to us is a new walk and a new wave of the spirit of the living God. One of the things I believe so strongly in this dispensation is that God wants us to be carriers of his power. God wants us to be carriers of his glory. God wants to be us to be carriers of his authority. Romans 14 verse 17. <laughs> Romans 14 17 it says for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost beyond the exchange. Brethren God has called us to a time of dominion. Say to your neighbor, you've been called into a time of dominion. It's time for you to dominate. I don't know what you're believing God for, but it's time for you to dominate. It's time for you to dominate. It's time for you to rule. It's time for you us to occupy as believers in the name of Jesus. Romans 8, 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwell in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, 
this morning, as heads are bowed, I want you to begin to pray to the Lord. That Father, let your spirit dwell in me. I need to dominate. I need to rule. Father, on a daily basis, I need to dominate. I need to rule. I need to occupy, oh God. Let the power, let the spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, let it begin to rule in me, oh God. Let it begin to manifest in me. Let it begin to quicken my mortal body. Some people need quickening this morning. I want you to begin to pray that Father, Holy Spirit, quicken me in the name of Jesus. If you are here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, with all heads bowed and all eyes closed, I want you to pray to the Lord Jesus this day, Easter Sunday, that the Lord will have mercy. And if you're a Christian and if you need to rededicate your life to God, this is an opportunity for you to say, Lord, come into my heart again. Forgive me of my sins. I believe and I acknowledge that you are the son of God. That you died for my sins and you rose up. And you're seated in the right side, right hand of the father. And you're coming back to take us home. Lord, write my name in the book of life. Let me be your child indeed. If you've said that prayer, you're welcome to the kingdom of God. You're a child of God. At the end of the service, please see pastor. And I believe your life will not remain the same. At this point in time, I'll ask us to ask the Holy Spirit to fill us again. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot walk this race on our own. I just want you to begin to pray to the Lord this morning. The spirit of the living God, quicken me. Some of us need our bodies, physical bodies to be quickened. Some of us need our minds to be quickened. Depression is going. Sicknesses are disappearing. It says by his stripes we are healed. There's healing in the house this morning. There's reconciliation in the house this morning. There's forgiveness of sins in the house this morning. And there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for today's resurrection. Hallelujah, you are alive forevermore. Thank you for the dominion we have in you. Let us continually live a life that glorifies you, Father. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I pray.